Hi there, Julie Oliver here. I created this podcast in hopes that by sharing what God is speaking into my life, it'd be a catalyst for whatever he's doing in yours. So wherever you are, know that we're in this together because God has a wonderful life waiting on every one of us. Hey everybody, welcome to my podcast. I'm Julie and I am here in our home office slash spare bedroom. And uh, today I want to talk about something that I promised you I would, which is worship. Specifically, how worship partners with prophetic ministry. We kind of kicked this off last week with uh, my first and very special guest, my husband Cody Oliver. And he shared uh, some practical tips about what to do if you feel like you're called to worship, especially in your local church, and kind of talked about uh, how he got started. And we shared some stupid, silly stories of like worship fails and really embarrassing moments. Uh, so go back and listen to that if you're in the mood to laugh at me. So it's fun, uh, all fun. So now I want to talk about how worship partners with prophetic ministry. And prophetic ministry is a really big subject. So I'm not going to get too in-depth with that today. Hopefully I will be able to do that on another podcast in the future. Uh, But I just want to lay some foundation things about what is worship, what is prophetic ministry, because they're very closely knit because both of them involve communication with God. So what is worship? Reverent love and honor for him, adoration, surrender, and offering, obedience. I love this acknowledgement that God is God and I am not. This quote says this, Worship is a definite act of the creature in relationship to God. Worship is bowing down to God in adoring acknowledgement and in contemplation of himself and the perfection of his being. You know, we were created for relationship with God. That relationship being one that we are creation, postured for connection with our creator. And an appropriate connection is one of love, reverence, and awe. And what is connection without communication? Prayer and worship are knit together. Prayer is is hearing him, listening, and then speaking to him, bringing your requests, getting to know him, telling him about what you're going through, and, 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 just, and just building that relationship with God, building that history with him through communication. And prophetic ministry, simply put, is hearing what God is saying, doing, or going to do on the earth and sharing what you hear. Prophecy and prophetic ministry can be very scary words to people who have grown up even in a Christian culture or an an unchristian culture, but have heard things about it that make it seem like God is going to tell all your secrets, that God is going to shame you in front of everybody, or they have this picture of somebody who goes by the name prophet who has no love and goes around screaming at people and telling them this and telling them that or manipulating them into something that a humanistic viewpoint would tell them to do but prophecy done biblically and appropriately is done in love paul said in corinthians i wish every one of you would prophesy so this is something that is very relevant very needed for us personally and in the local church today in our community and the whole world needs this because prophecy brings people to God. That's the goal, is to bring people to God by sharing what he's doing and speaking over people and what he wants to do in their lives. So that foundation being put, let's talk about how worship partners with prophetic ministry, aka how do we engage with what God is saying and doing in our worship time. And this can be done privately or corporately in community on a Sunday morning, and I just want to tell you, if, if you're listening to this podcast, you're like, oh, this isn't really relevant to me because I don't have a mic in my hand or I don't play an instrument or I'm not on the stage. 
I don't have any involvement in production or art or dance or anything. Let me just stop you there. Because whether you're on the stage or not, you are a worship leader. Your words have life and death. Proverbs 18.21 says that. So whenever you sing, whenever you speak, whenever you pray, your words enter the atmosphere and create change. They have life and death in them. You are a powerful person. And so in worship, this is so exciting because we get to partner with what he's doing and what he wants to do through his people. So let me just preface with this too. Some of you have been in a culture where this looks like a free-for-all during worship. You know, I believe that God wants to connect with every person. And if I am being a distraction, if I'm being a distraction in my worship or in my praise, Uh, that creates disconnect between God and people, that causes it to look at me instead of God, that's where I need to check myself. So here are some practical tips uh, and things that I do when I'm worship leading to engage with uh, what he's doing and saying in the room. And this, and by worship leading, again, I may be on the stage or I may be in the room somewhere, but I'm still worshiping. And I am leading things in the spirit with my worship. So here's a couple things. Number one, I sing with understanding. What, do I, what am I talking about? Let's go to 1 Corinthians 14, 12 through 19. Paul says this, Since you are eager for the gifts of the Spirit, try to excel in those that build up the church. For this reason, the one who speaks in a tongue should pray that they may interpret what they say. For if I pray in a tongue, my spirit prays, but my mind is unfruitful. So what shall I do? If I pray in, with my spirit, but I will also pray with my understanding. I will sing with my spirit, but I also sing with my understanding, okay? So let's talk about understanding in a a minute, but verse 16 says this, otherwise, when you are praising God in the spirit, how can someone else who now put in the position of the inquirer or, or listener say amen or let it be done to your thanksgiving since they do not know what you're saying? You are giving thanks well enough, but no one else is edified or built up. So when I sing in the spirit, I may be singing in my, my heavenly prayer language or what we call in the church is speaking in tongues, um, but I also speak in understanding or words that I understand what I'm communicating to God in English or whatever your, your first language is. I'm singing uh, with the understanding. I may be singing uh, scriptures and understanding and pulling from my moments with God um, out of that. And I'm singing in English. Um, because in verse 16, it says, if you're always praying in the spirit, if you're only ever singing in your prayer language, how can someone partner with you and understandably, logically say, yes, I agree with that. Amen. Let it be done with your thanksgiving since they don't know what you're saying. Um, In the spirit, we're edified with that. But when we're in community, when we're trying to partner with people and say, this is what we're going after because this is what we believe that God is highlighting, I can't just scream and sing in tongues at someone's face. I have to talk to them about, hey, God is good. And they say, yeah, God is good. And that we partner with each other. So we sing in the spirit, but we also sing with understanding. We partner together in what God is saying and doing in the room. The second thing is prophetic singing. What is God highlighting in the room? I like to picture this big yellow highlighter. I'm looking at my notes right now and I have yellow highlighter everywhere. (laughs) It's just a big mess, but I understand it. So the way that God speaks to me a lot of the time is that I see this big yellow highlighter and he's 
highlighting a word or showing me a picture of what he wants to do and what he's saying or highlighting or bringing a scripture to remembrance in my mind of like, oh, this is what he's breathing and moving on in this moment. Let me partner with that. Let me pray into that. Let me sing about that. And it's going to create change in the room. So prophetic singing. I will sing in the spirit. I will sing in prophetic utterances. And that's a weird word. It's... It just sounds weird, like utters, but <laughs> churchy word, but basically like movements. What am I, you know, hints? God is hinting towards something. I'm trying, I'm leaning in, I'm, I'm leaning and listening to what he's saying. Whether it's something I believe that God is singing over us as a community or something I believe that we need to sing uh, together to God. I figure out what he's doing in the room and I partner with that. Zephaniah 3.17 says, The Lord your God is with you, the mighty warrior who saves. He will take great delight in you. In his love, he will no longer rebuke you, but will rejoice, but will rejoice over you with singing. Psalm 32.7 says this, You are my hiding place. You will protect me from trouble and surround me with songs of deliverance. Have you ever thought that God likes to sing too? <laughs> he likes to sing more than we do. He loves us, and that's something that he communicates with us. He is surrounding us with songs of deliverance. He rejoices us uh, with singing. That's beautiful. I can't wait to get to heaven and just to hear Jesus hum a tune. You know, it just anything like that, that I'm like, oh, you know, he's actually speaking things over us. He's singing over us. So the joy that I have in connection with him is I get to hear it. I get to listen. I get to ask, God, what are you doing in the room? What are you singing over people? What are you singing over me? What are you singing over this church? Because I want to sing what you're singing. I want to know your song. I want to partner with that and do what you're doing on the earth. So a lot of times when I'm even praying for people, um, I, I may hear something like, uh, I, I want to sing this prayer over them instead of just say it. Because there's power in it. You know, it, music moves people. There's an emotion connected with that. And I love how God created that. But um, there's one story I want to tell you. I was in a um, church service on a Sunday morning and um, I wasn't leading. I was, I was there and I came up and I was like, okay, I'm singing these songs. I'm, I'm believing what I'm singing and I'm worshiping, but I just feel like there's something that I'm supposed to be praying over or singing over in this moment. And I was like, okay. What is it? And this has happened before. Like, I'll get a specific person in mind that I'll sing the song over. Like, you're a good, good father to that blah, blah, blah. Like, I'm not going to say their name, but I just kind of prophesy that over them as I'm singing, as I'm worshiping, as I'm acknowledging who God is. And I'm, I'm singing, God, show yourself as good, good father in their life. Uh, but I'll do that. But in this moment, in this, on this occasion, uh, I just felt like, randomly or by the spirit of God because I heard him say pray for Mexico I'm like okay I'll pray for Mexico I'd never been to Mexico at this point I just I was like all right so I'll pray over that and just started praying uh revival over Mexico that God would pour out his spirit in the city and in the towns over the churches that he would give strength to the pastors and and the Christians who are telling people about Jesus and and everything like that and I just you know prayed everything that came to mind or like a lyric that I'm like, oh yeah, I could pray and worship God in that. And I could pray that over them at the same time. Cool. So I would just kind of do that. And it was a three to four song set. And in this church, um, I was new there. And so 
a lady tapped me on the shoulder and she's just weeping. And I'm like, hello, can I help you? And I knew that she had a word for me or uh, wanted to pray something over me. And so I was like, okay, go for it. And she's like, what are you doing? And I was like, I'm worshiping. I'm, I'm praying. I, I'm, I was like, well, if you really want to know, I was praying over Mexico. And she's like, you're kidding. And I was like, no, I'm not. <laughs> Why would I lie to you right now? I'm praying over Mexico as I'm worshiping. And she goes, that whatever you were doing, um, and when the second start, song started, which was at, at the time that I started praying over Mexico, she goes, I just started to see this beautiful, like green cloud just come over you. And just like the glory of God was just, I saw it physically with my eyes. And I'm like, okay, cool. Like it just was really, really awesome. And such a confirmation to me that my prayers were being heard, that I was making change in the atmosphere. My, my words have life in them. So I was so excited to see how I am praying that I'm prophesying over this nation in my worship. And it was beautiful to God. And somebody got to see that and God allowed them to kind of confirm what I was doing had significance, that I wasn't just making something up. And I was like, I don't know if God even likes this, but no, it was something good. And I was so excited for that. So uh, number three, the third thing that I like to do in worship is I impart things in the spirit. This is similar in prophesying, but let's get more specific in this. Um, specific things that God wants to do and with people in the room. Second Corinthians 3 through 8 says this, How much more radiant is this new and glorious ministry of the spirit that shines from us? For the former ministry of condemnation that was ushered in with a measure of glory, how much, um, how much more does the ministry that imparts righteousness, talking about the new covenant, far excel in glory? It goes on to say this, but now we embrace the unfading ministry of a permanent impartation of glory. So then with this amazing hope living in, living in us, we step out in freedom and boldness to speak the truth. We impart glory we impart the truth of the word of god when we speak whenever we sing whenever we worship whenever we come together as a community we impart glory from the spirit that lives in us to uh the earth to whoever god is highlighting and comes in our path that day it's cool um so re remember i said prophecy is like it's just hearing and and sharing what god is doing and saying but i love this um kind of simple way to put it too. I heard it said that prophecy is like returning love letters that got stuck into the mail uh, from God to the rightful owners. And I was like, oh, it, it just wrecked me. I was just like, oh yes, that's what it is, is God is wants to love on his people. And we get to, we get to be a part of that. Like how, what a, an honor to be used by God, to see people get closer to him. Um, one time I was praying and I had a vision of me standing in a throne room of God. And it just was like this regal kind of European looking thing. It was a ballroom and people were dancing and it was beautiful. It was just like this big ball that God was throwing. And up on uh, the throne, he was sitting there and I was, I was standing in front of him and I was speaking with him and he has this big basket of letters. And I was like, okay, what are those for? Like, can I, <laughs> well, they actually kind of look like scrolls, um, but letters is, you know, a kind of better visual, I guess. But he starts handing me these and he's like, all right, that one's for this person. And so people are dancing and they're waiting and they're socializing. They're kind of out in this ball and I get to go down the steps. And I'm like, oh, this is from you, from the father. 
oh, this one's for you from the Father. And it was really, really cool. I was like, it just showed me how God, oh, he wants to use me in this. Awesome. Okay, cool. So what are the specific things that God is saying to people that we in ministry or get to help people understand and get to maybe say something to them that they never heard God say to them before? So as I sing, as I pray to God, as I'm, especially when I'm worship leading in that, in that uh, occasion, I get to sing specific things. And um, let's start simply by just singing the truth of the word of God over them. Like, you will see the goodness of God in the land of the living. You know, something simple like that can bring extraordinary hope and life to somebody who may have come in that morning or that evening, wherever you are, uh, depressed or feeling hopeless, just to hear specifically that scripture being spoken out into the room and released into the room is going to be just life-changing. So how awesome is that? So another specific thing that I've done before is like, um, so I get to impart truth um, to who God is over people by singing it out into the room um, or what he wants to do or maybe even some things, some specific things like a word of knowledge, like, oh, God wants to do this. Oh, he's uh, healing hearts. He is healing broken backs. He is delivering people from addiction. Um, and just things like that is something that we can be uh, consciously aware of and um, proactive in our listening about what is God doing in the room. I don't do this every time, but it's sometimes I really feel it strongly in my spirit that I'm supposed to say it. And I don't usually stay on it for more than a couple moments unless I really feel like God has kind of parked me there, you know? Uh, but usually just the one word of saying, oh, God wants to do this. And if it's something that someone's dealing with in the room and they hear that, they feel the love of God all over them. Like, oh, specific for me, for my life. God hears me, God knows me, God sees me. So we impart glory and we impart truth. Fourth thing, uh, this is the, there's a total of five tips, by the way. I think I forgot to say that at the beginning. But the fourth one is make sure that I'm connected in love. This is so, so important. Whether you are partnering prophetic ministry in worship or you're just doing prophetic ministry. If you don't have love, you don't have anything, right? So if I ever feel disengaged in the room or in my worship, I take a moment and I find a reason. I intentionally connect again. I remember the why of why am I even here? Why am I worshiping? Why am I in community? I have to posture myself towards God again in reverence, in love, and in awe. If I feel disengaged in the room, like, oh, nobody's worshiping here. Nobody's loves God. <laughs> like, it's just like it's, I'm feeling discouraged. What I'll do is that I'll look for someone in the room who's worshiping, um, whether they're raising their hands, whether I just see them and they're really in a deep moment with God. And I thank God for that person. Their love for God inspires me to do the same. It keeps me going. I'm like, if I wasn't here for anybody except that person, I would still be going as hard as I am right now. I want to love God and I want to love people. And to, so, to see someone love God, I'm like, oh, man, I love what I'm doing in this moment. I love that I'm here. I think about a testimony, something that God's done in my life, and I thank him for that. If I don't have something specific like praying over Mexico, if I just need to find some attribute of God just to be like, hey, I love you. I thank you for your kindness. Thank you for your friendship. Thank you for your fatherhood in my life. 
things like that will really just get you engaged of what's actually happening in the room. So the last thing right here, I know we're going a little long today, is uh, my fifth point is prophetic acts in worship. I believe that physical obedience brings spiritual release. We, why do we raise our hands in worship? Why do we get on our knees, get on our face before God? Why do we bow down? Why do we do physical acts to show our love to God? Well, it's just a part of our bond with him. It's just, you know, we have bodies. Let's use them. Not only will my soul glorify the Lord, my spirit, but also my body, every part of me. So as I raise my hands and I engage, I'm doing a physical act of worship to say, God, here I am. Every part of me is yours. This can be through singing, dancing, playing an instrument, artwork, lifting my hands, getting on my knees, folding my laundry, cleaning my kitchen, everything that is done unto him, an act of worship. It's a physical action. Doing these things activates the spirit realm. It manifests what's happening into the physical. Uh, I noticed because somebody told me one time, they said, you know, you look like you're swimming when you're leading worship. And I was like, what? I was like, I just move my arms in a way where I'm just kind of like very flowy, I guess. I don't know. But what I'm doing is I made it a point a couple years ago, just in my private worship at home in my room. I, I just was like, it comes from him to me to others. And I just started doing this motion with my hands or, or from my chest up to God of my heart is yours. And I'm just started to do this and it just has become instinct for me. And people were like, you look like you're swimming. I'm like, thanks for dissing my worship. Um, but that is all to say, uh, physical acts are important in worship. And that again, to come back to not being a distraction, you know, uh, it probably wouldn't be appropriate to do a cartwheel uh, because it can be dangerous and kick somebody in the face. Uh, but if there's room and if there's freedom, and especially if you have the, the thumbs up from the, from the spiritual authority in the room, like your pastor, go for it. I've been in services where they were blowing bubbles, where they were running and taking laps, and it was the best thing. Weirdest, some of the weirdest things have happened, but I'm like, oh, this feels right. It feels fun. It feels weird, but it's good. And then there are other times where I'm like, somebody may like shout or scream bloody murder or run. And I'm just like, this is inappropriate at the time because I'm like, everybody is in this other place. Everybody's engaging with God in this way. And so if it's something that takes attention off of God and onto you, that may be the time where you're like, oh, wait, I need to check myself. I need to get back to the posture of worship that this isn't about me. It's about God. So those are five ways that I love to partner prophetic ministry with worship and engage with what he's doing and saying in the room and really just passing out those love letters to the people. Whether I have a mic in my hand or not, I'm a worship leader. I am a powerful person because the spirit of God that lives in me. So be encouraged, go out and get ready to, to worship uh, the next time you're in church or and especially privately because all of this can be done in the comfort of your own home. Uh, so it's really exciting. Uh, thanks again, guys, for listening today, and I'll see you next time.